Hello everyone, welcome to Other Record. This is Rebecca and today I am joined by Leah and Raquel. And today's topic is representing Jesus Christ. Thank God, I think it's one of the most um, interesting topics to talk about right now, um, especially in this time that we are living in. Um, I grew up in the early 90s and then went through the whole MTV, TRL, VH1 phase. And now we are officially a social media world. It's all about Twitter. It used to be MySpace, if anybody remembers that. Um, and then now it's Twitter, it's Instagram, it's Facebook, YouTube became huge. I think people in this generation do not know that YouTube was not around in the 90s. Um, but now it became like the most huge thing in the entire world. And you hear so many videos, you see so many videos of people representing God in different ways. And I think it's so interesting to see that because um, people represent him through music Um, through preaching um, even some people relate to different doctrines and even teach it um, through that social media platform and I think it's, it's so interesting that um, there is not one perfect way to do it except through how the Bible tells us to do it which is to imitate him um, to Im to imitate who Jesus Christ was and um, who he was and what I learned is that he was kind Um, he was lovable. He did things that were unorthodox to what people actually thought was supposed to be um, the right thing to do. Um, and I thought that was such an interesting um, topic to, to discuss today because representing Jesus Christ, I think, is one of the most difficult things that any youth out there finds because um, We usually have to go against our nature to be able to resist temptations, to, re able, to be able to talk about him in public, um, to be able to live for him. And it's not an easy thing. Um, and I think that to represent God, it's uh, an entire journey that you go through in your life because everywhere you go, in school, at work, even amongst your family who are not believers, They're going to mention something or do something that takes you back and reminds you who you are as a child of God. Um, and that's the reason why I wanted to talk about that today. Um, for anyone out there listening to us, you know, share your stories with us about how you feel about representing Jesus or how you feel or, or what your journey has been in representing God. Um, and the one thing I do want to start off with is. Back in uh, before the coronavirus, <laughs> believe it or not, before the actual quarantine that came, um, my sisters and I were in spring break back in March and we went to um, New Jersey to visit our family. And one of our aunties, she's sick and um, she lives with uh, she lives with a lot of uh, a lot of the family, um, a lot of her um, grandchildren, actually, and also I think some like nephews and nieces, like they live with her. And we were, we just, we began to talk about two, two of our cousins are actually young, like around um, high school age. And um, they started, they, they started que questioning us about God. If, you know, why do we believe in him or how do you believe in him? And, and then um, my younger sisters, uh, Leah and Raquel began to just talk about it. And I left them for a little bit and I thought it was really cool that um, through them, God was talking to our younger, um, not siblings, but our younger family members. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting was um, that they found they found it so difficult to uh, relate to God or Christianity specifically because they said that that they felt that they needed to be perfect. And I think that's one of the things that in representing God or how maybe representing God is taught that you have to be holy, that you have to be perfect. And um, 
And I, I began to like laugh a little bit just because um, that can't be it. Like nobody is perfect. And even the Bible says it. So if we have been taught um, or there's still teachings out there that say the only way to represent God is for you to be perfect. That is not I, I honestly feel like that is not the right way to teach it, because then what is it that we're teaching adolescents or youth or children in general that they need to be perfect to represent God, to be his children? So um, there was a moment when um, one uh, I, I said, but none of us are like none of us are perfect or we're not holy. And then one of our um, family members, one of the ones we were talking about, she said, but you do look like that. And I, I, I began to laugh because um, um, I was I was not wearing anything specific, right, to be called holy or I wasn't even uh, uh, maybe maybe the way that that she was. I don't I don't know what she saw in me. I'll be honest, where she said, but you do look like that. And in that moment, something caught my mind something like uh, a thought came to my head and it was um I cannot hide who I am like internally um as a child of God to the world like it's always going to be there the way I talk the way I walk maybe um the way I handle myself or even the way I dress or even the way that I look to someone or or who they see or what they see I don't know you know a lot of people believe like oh there's an aura around you or something maybe there is an aura around me that I don't even know but that was a second person who in these past few years had told me like um something like that like they they saw who I was or they understood something that that was different about me and w when we left our house, the only thing that, that was coming to my mind is like, man, Jesus. OK, OK. So I can't I cannot um, hide that part of me like it's and, and it's something I didn't want to hide. It's just it's just surprising sometimes when God makes you reflect again and says, you know, who you are in me or you be my daughter. You cannot hide who you are from the world because they're always going to see you in me. And um, it made me it made me I, I'm, a, I'm a huge crier. So I'm a really emotional person. So that that just came to my mind. And I was like, wow, like who I am in him or who he is in me. You know, that's something that's always going to be visible to the world. So how I am or how, how I act, something is going well if they can see him in me. So I'm hoping that I'm representing him in a in a positive way um, to the world and it's not an easy thing, but I, I think that it's something that, you know, it's always going to be there if you if you live for him. I, I think there are two things I want to emphasize about representing Christ. And the first one is that um, you don't have to be perfect in this moment at all in order to represent him. Um, he wants you to he wants to um, to expand in your abilities that you already have. If you're a singer, he wants to expand in that. If you're if you can um, do spoken word, he definitely wants to expand in that. Um, if you can, um, uh, you know, if you're creative or you're really savvy in technology, he wants to expand in any ability that you have um, in order for him to use that for his glory. So there's one thing I want to say about um you know, you not being perfect at this moment because it is a process. Um, and that I think that's one of the most important things to know about representing Jesus Christ, that um, you're not going to know specifically how you're going to represent him It's going to be in your daily life. But eventually everyone has like a, you know, oh, you, there's a purpose for your life. And I know that's like so redundant because there's so many preachings about that. But there is something that is really um uh, important to know is that it is a a, a journey that you're going to go through in representing him and um in first peter chapter two um verse one through five one of the main ones uh, of the verses that i'm going to emphasize are on is as you come to him a living stone rejected by men but in the sight of god chosen and precious you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house 
to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So the main thing about this verse is that we are living stones. So uh, he's building up on that. He's going to build up on what you already have. So it's, you're not you're not a, a building already built. You're not you're not done yet. The, the the construction is still is still in progress. So I think that's one of the things that we do need to like recognize about that, that maybe the way the your abilities are right now or or you're trying to figure out who you are, but also figuring out how you can serve God. It is a is construction. You know, when you go through the sites of construction, they're like caution, construction happening, construction zone. We are those buildings that are not built up yet. We're, we're being constructed as the time goes by. So I think to represent him is going to take a bit to figure out how we're going to do it in the way that he wants us to do it. But don't forget that we're living stones and we're, we're built to be able to be a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. So one of the things that goes into, you know, being that living stone that's being built up to be a spiritual house for God it is, is that relationship you're going to have with him. And he's going to let you know. He's going to open doors. He's going to open windows. He's going to um, open a path where you're going to be able to figure out how you're going to be able to represent him. And then the second thing that I want to emphasize um, is in this time and age, everything is about me, right? Like everything you hear is like how I became the number one best-selling author or how I became to be a very open-minded person or how I became to be myself, me, myself, and I. We are living in an era where it's just about you, where nothing, you don't have to include anything spiritual. You don't, you don't even have to include your family in your journey. There's a really um, important uh, factor right now and it's a fact it's a, it's a reality that we're living in that everything is so individualized you don't even and, and, and one of the things that I want to emphasize about that is that we were made by God and for God and everything that we're going to be built on or, or that is going to grow into being huge is going to be because of God he's going to allow everything um, we were talking about this this week about, you know, different people representing God and in the way that we do it. Um, and there are specific individuals who um, who feel that they're not being themselves in Christ. So then it's important for them to step out of Christ. So one of the things I want to say about that is um, in order to represent God, you don't have to step out of him. Because he's not, he's not, um, you know, like certain people, you know, back in the day when they were being targeted or discriminated against, or even nowadays, <laughs> we don't even have to go back um, in the day. But when people are being discriminated against, you're like, you know, be different, be different. It's like, you know, like we're punching bags for the world to, to be a certain way or feel a certain way. God doesn't do that. The Bible says specifically that, um, he does not push anyone to follow him. He does not want anyone to feel forced to do so either. Even if you were born in, in, in Christ and you grew up in a household where everyone believed in Christ and you feel like, oh, I was forced into this. No, you weren't forced into anything. If you feel um, that you were suffocated or that you that, that you didn't find yourself in a, in a, in a temple, in a building with, where other people also serve God, that's understandable. But that's not God. Because the God is not, you know, he cannot be limited to four walls. We cannot limit God to that because God is, is God. God is the is huge. He holds the world in his hand. The Bible says that the clouds that we see high above our heads, they're like dust at his feet. That's how huge God is. So I just want to make sure that we understand that it is not about us. It is not about me, myself, and I whoever I am in the world and if I want to represent Jesus Christ then I have to involve him in everything that I do because he gave us abilities he gave us talents and he wants to use that all for his glory and one of the things that I do want to say is um, there's a verse that talks about that God prepared 
everything that we are going to be in him beforehand. So Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, not for bad things, not, not to represent him in a bad way. We were made to represent him or created in, G- in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So there's if we step out of that path or whatever he had planned already, then one, of course, we're not representing him. Right. Or maybe we think that we are, but we're not actually doing what he wants us to do because he already created everything before him. So these two things I just wanted to emphasize. The first one is that um, we're, we're not going to know exactly how we're going to do something or how we're going to represent him because we're living still we're living stones still being built up for his spiritual housing or for him to rest in that you know temple inside of our hearts and the second one is it cannot be just about you it cannot just be about me I have to include God in there because he is everything and he is for us so if we are not including him in everything and it's just about us like I need to be myself so I need to step out of Jesus Christ or or I need to be who I need to be in the world and and be free and I need to step out of Christ then of course we don't want him involved in our plans let's just be completely honest it's not about, you know, oh, the, the church or, or the temple or, or these four walls or the Bible. No, we we want to be what we want to be, but not include him in who we are. And that is most likely, not most likely, that is not a, a Christ-like mind. Because when Jesus Christ was here in the world, he involved God in everything. Even in a prayer that he made for his disciples, he said, you gave them to me and I did what you asked me to do, you know, with them. But now, you know, be with them, please, because if you're in me, I am in them, then, you know, you're going to be with them as well. So he included God in everything that he did when he walked, when he talked, when he even breathed, like he would stay up, you know, in the night while other people slept, like the disciples, you guys remember when he, they fell asleep and he was praying in the, in the, in the mount or in the mountain or in the hill, wherever he was praying. And he, he told, he, he was like, he was, he had that connection with God. And there was in, in, in Jesus Christ came to earth to be like a man. So if we, are imitating him or representing him we have to be like that he didn't say oh i'm the son of god and i'm just gonna do what i want to do now that i'm here on earth no he included god in everything in everything he did where he walked i think that was one of the most important things because just imagine you know walking where jesus walked like that's just a blessing in itself but he included him in everything that he did who he was going to heal uh who he was going to talk to and he and even knowing that he was going to die, he included him every oh, I think almost every night, probably, you know, he just wanted to be near him because he needed his father to be present while he represented him here on earth. So to all of you still listening, I want to take a step back. And with everything that I said, all the verses I mentioned um, and everything I talked about, how we represent God. I want to open it up to Leah and Raquel um, for them to share how it's been representing God since basically they were born because they both grew up in church. They they have all gone through schooling, but also work and have friends who are not believers. So how has it been representing God? Why is it difficult to represent God um, in school or in friends that we make outside um, that are not believers what makes it so difficult to represent him I feel like when it comes to friendships we make it hard I don't I don't think that from the jump I mean there are people that from the jump are judging you but I feel like we're so young and some friends really don't care like some people really don't care what you represent, what you believe in, but you're kind of like worried about not being accepted into this world. So it 
gets hard because it's all in your head. Yeah, I feel like it's more like in our mind. Like we feel like, like we see something. Like okay, like for example, when when we were younger, we see. Um, for us personally, because we we grew up, you know, living a, a Pentecostal life, and so we grew up wearing skirts, and so we see, oh, um, these other girls aren't aren't wearing skirts, but I am, so they're gonna start judging me. They're gonna start. Of course, the questions always came up, and all I feel like all Pentecostal girls can relate to this. If you gr- if you grow up wearing skirts, like, oh, why are you wearing a skirt? Or like, why do you have to wear a skirt all the time? Like, why don't you just put some pants on or something? And and I feel like, you know, we make it so complicated to just say, like, you know, it's this. That's it. That's what I believe in, period. Yeah. And we we want to give them, like, a whole story. But if you wear pants, then you're like, yeah. just, like, we just make it a big deal for no reason. Yeah, exactly. And because we want to be accepted. That's the thing. Like, we want to be accepted into the society. We want to be accepted between, um, you know, the people that we grew up with. And so... If we feel like we're in some way different, then, of course, we feel like... It's uncomfortable. Yeah. And we feel like, oh, we're not, you know, we're going to be the weird ones. Or, like, you know... And sometimes we are, but, like, I feel like God always gives us some type of friends. Like, he never leaves us alone. Yeah. But then even if those... Even if we have, like, good friends that don't care about how we look, how we dress, what we talk about, what we believe in... It's still in our head, like, yeah. oh, I'm too different. I'm too different. Yeah. How can I be more like them so I don't feel too super uncomfortable? Yeah, and I, I think that's the uh, yeah, and as you, like you grow up, you know, it becomes just, more normal. And yeah, but then in your head, it becomes even more louder. Like you're different. You know, that's the thing. You know, we are different. Like we can't change that fact. You know, because God has chosen us to be different from the rest of the world, and you know after elementary school and going to middle school then come in you know all the influences all the peer pressure and all of that and then you start living that life like oh I'm really you know growing up and I need to be you know choose what I gotta do or you know choose who I want to be and then you know in middle school is like okay am I gonna do this or am I gonna do that you know for example like you know I feel like in middle school it comes in more in like you know drugs and all that and you start getting peer pressure like oh you should do it like you know just try it out or whatever and in your head you're like no because I know you know God doesn't approve of this but you're like but I want to fit in so maybe I should like you know I could just try it you 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 know a thing I feel like as adolescents we always see you know I could just try and it's not gonna you know but like affect my whole life yeah and like adolescent years we're looking for everybody's approval but God's we're just like all right God stay over there I'm gonna be in the middle of hella people for hella years so it's my time to find their improvement and that's where we go wrong yeah and like and you know that's middle school and then when you go into high school it's really like i feel like you know when i think the whole like sex situation comes around uh-huh. more because boyfriends yeah um drugs are still there yeah um but then you know once you go into senior years is uh, it hits you a lot more like i need to decide who i want to be and if you don't college is gonna be hard yeah yeah college college is because in college crazy. comes all these ideologies all these beliefs you're like, grown now yeah yeah like the beliefs of you know everybody around you co- become more you know in your face yeah like you know oh so you believe in this all right so like show me what you believe in you know it's more like you literally really gotta represent who, who you are yeah and that's how you're gonna be respected i feel like that's the i feel like that's how i like college because it's more like all right, cool. Like you believe in Jesus, Amen, Hallelujah. I'm gonna be your friend if I feel like it. If not, then that's fine. But I feel like, um, I feel like if you do not have your mind made up on on what you believe in, which is fine, and to a certain extent, because I feel like college we're still growing up to to get to know God more, to get to know our our beliefs more, to really stand firm. But I feel like if there's some doubt in you still going to college, college is hard. Especially in that because you're you're also not even surrounded only by your age group. You're surrounded by adults. You're yeah. surrounded by like these people. Like they know their stuff. They might even teach the Bible at the college, and you're just like, yeah. And, and, and if, like, if, if like if you don't say like who you are or represent, they're gonna say it for you. Yeah. Like if you don't say like, for example, if they ask you a Bible question, you don't know much about, you know, the Bible because, you know, it's difficult. People, <laughs> I understand. But um, 
then they're going to be like, oh, you don't know that? Oh, let me let me tell you what it is. My my follow up question to that is because both of you mentioned, you know, um, that, you know, schooling specifically and also friendships. Right. But it's us who make it difficult because we know we're different or. Um, but my question to both of you is, do you recall the moment or uh, time and place or even a lesson or election um, election, maybe a, a teaching that you had in, in church or something or even at home where you knew that you had to represent something different in quotes to the world i did have a friend who was catholic and um we both like shared that with each other like she told me like oh my family's catholic and i'm catholic and i was like okay cool and i told her you know i'm christian and that you know uh pentecostal and this is what i believe in and that's why i wear skirts and that's why i you know i'm you know who i am and then i remember um i don't even know how it came up but we were talking about jesus when he was crucified and then i was like yeah you know like he was crucified on the cross and blah 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 and i don't know what it was or like how it came but like she told me like no he wasn't crucified on a cross it was on a stick or on a pole or whatever and i was like no you're wrong he was crucified on the cross and she's like no like it was on on a pole or whatever and she, and she was like i'm gonna show you like um i'll bring my bible or or the book that she had that showed that and she was like i'm gonna show you and i was like okay i'll bring my bible too <laughs> and so fight, fight, uh, fight. A, a biblical discussion <laughs> <laughs> and so like i think the next day she actually did bring her book or, or like um bible or however they she called it um and i bought my bible like the um it was a, a spanish one uh, Reina Valera 1960 Bible but a miniature one so it wasn't like a huge one it was like the little one that could fit fine in like a pocket or whatever and um I was like here I'll give it to you and you can read it and I don't know if she ever read the whole thing or not because even myself I didn't know where I was like in elementary school I didn't know where Jesus's story was in the Bible honestly but I was like here you read mine and I'll read yours and then she showed me the page where there was a picture of Jesus on a pole and he was crucified like on a, on a you know, big stick or big pole or whatever. And then, I, you know, but like that didn't shake my belief. I like I was just like, but that w that was like the moment in my life that I remember like clearly she was on the monkey bars and we were discussing this. And then the next day we were in the little kid's yard and, she, and we were sitting down and then we exchanged you know our stuff how old were you i was in second grade so i was probably like seven six Can seven you imagine years two old. seven year old little girls <laughs> with their bibles open discussing where jesus died <laughs> on the cross or on that, the pole that is, that is such an incredible thing to hear um but that was a moment where you knew that you were different or that no that was i feel like that was the first i felt i think I've felt that I've always been different because of those questions that people, that kids would ask me, um, you know, but that was the first moment I remember clearly where I had to stand up for what I believed in. Like represents yeah. specifically what you believed in. Yeah. What about you, Raquel? My case was super different. I was not in the yard talking about Jesus. <laughs> um, I think, I think like, like my my colleagues my associates my friends at elementary high school middle school they all knew I was different I think um the quote-unquote difference didn't even come from me it was more like them knowing who my mom was it was more my mom mom was mom was always around <laughs> um they always were like you know my mom mom Y'all know my mom, man. She's this Pentecostal prayer woman. Never stopped praying till this day, 2020. Um, and she's she represents Jesus unapologetically. She was always helping my friends' moms with their drama, of uh, uh, their um, like she would even pray for them. Yeah, the like day? like my f like I had friends right, and then my mom came to pick me up. My friends' moms came to pick them up. Um, we were just standing around each other and then out of nowhere the the moms of my friends started talking to my mom and then mom brought Jesus in the conversation and they started talking about 
you know, my mom was giving advice and stuff like that. Sometimes she would pray for them right there. I would look at the sky. <laughs> I would look around like, woman, what is you doing? We're in the middle of school and you over here praying for somebody. Uh, but, I mean, that was just who my mom was. And I, didn't, I wasn't really um, embarrassed by my mom. Um, but my friends never really, like, asked me about Jesus. I guess I didn't look like one of those girls that was, like, super interested. <laughs> um, it was more like, oh, your mom looks like a Christian woman. And I'm just like, yep, that's my mom. That's who we are. That's, 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 that's just what it is. Personally though, um, after like high school, after high school, really, because it was funny. I was telling Leah one of this, this story a couple of days ago that I had a friend, um, that all know that my recent high school where I graduated from, um, everybody knew my parents were pastors. So I would come into the office and they're like hey Raquel how's the church <laughs> I'm just like I don't want to talk about this <laughs> it's, it's like you're at church and you're working at the church so much you're just like tired um I'm just like they're fine and then one of and then one of my friends were like wait your parents are pastors I'm just like yeah they'll be like oh my gosh really are you guys like one of those churches that people like spin around in the middle <laughs> it would be like it would be hilarious but like people always knew who I represented or, or, or what I believed in through my parents. It was never really through me. So in one hand, that's cool. But in the other hand, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're not even representing what you believe in. So, um, and it made sense because I didn't really, um, not to say I didn't care. I, my relationship with God started in my opinion in high school. So it started pretty like, after I always loved God and I always believed he existed, but it was never personal. It was never like, let's sit down, let's talk. I want to know more about you. I want to tell you my secrets, my my things, you know. Uh, so in high school, that's where it all started. So obviously, I wasn't really representing him like when I was like small, small. Like people wouldn't, like they wouldn't probably tell the difference between me and another girl because... I mean, they would. I feel like people always knew there was something about me, but they just couldn't pinpoint it. And I didn't want them to pinpoint it. I'm like, don't pinpoint it. Stop looking at me. <laughs> so, but yeah, definitely um, leaving high school, things started changing for me. People started asking me questions. And it wasn't because of, um, like, you know, in your, in Leah's case, how she was dressed. It was more about how I carried myself. It was more, it, that that's how it was. People started asking me. People started asking me for advice. I'm 19 years old. I don't know nothing about life. But um, I do, I always talk, I always give advice off of only my experience. Like, I be telling people, like, if I don't know the answer to your question or the answer to what you want, I'm going to send you to a book, I'm going to send you to a Bible, or I'm going to send you to, like, an adult. So... I remember this one time um, this girl was talking about um, getting an abortion and this was like late. Yeah, this was college already. And, um, you know, everybody believes in what they believe in. But personally, I feel like um, I didn't I didn't I mean, I didn't agree with that. So I it, I did not put my opinion on her. I just told her, you know, like but her reasons were very low on why she wanted to get it she just wanted to get it because she was she was bitter she was just mad so i didn't concentrate on her on the baby i didn't like our conversation wasn't on the baby our conversation wasn't on the pregnancy our com my conversation to her was more on like why she was hurting like you know what was going on in her heart and in a, like in the middle of no in middle school and in high school I was, I was very bitter I was really mad at like a lot of things that um in life so I grabbed that experience that God thankfully made um helped me heal from and I talked to her about it so I told her like you know like she explained to me why she was mad why she was bitter why she just she she just wasn't feeling life period and I explained to her you know like um like, you have to get to the bottom of it. How did it start? This could have started when you were a kid. And you're grown now, so now it's getting exposed. And um, obviously when you're, for example, like, if our parents didn't heal from a situation, it, 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 it comes to us. Like, we have to heal from it. And if we don't heal from it, our kids are going to have to heal from it. And if our kids don't heal from it, it's just going to be like that. So my conversation to her was basically, like, breaking generational cycles. So... 
that conversation came up and I had to bring up God because that was the only way I got through it. So I remember that first conversation and then like, I don't know what she ended up doing. You know, I hope God, you know, helped her and stuff. But that was like my, my, not my goal with her, but it that, that was my concentration. I was just like, you know, there's certain situations that are very delicate that you can't touch. Like, I don't know anything about being pregnant. I don't know anything about all of that. So I, I didn't ignore that situation. I just brought it to my prayers, but I did just focus on what I experienced. And that was being mad. And that was being like, just irritated and like my existence was like annoying me at at a point so that's what that's what I concentrated with her about and that's and I feel like once that started happening once she asked me a question I don't know if God saw that as an opportunity to like throw me a wave of hurt people I was just like oh hell no (laughs) I was like I'm getting a business major I'm not getting a therapy major like this is ridiculous so um so yeah so after that I was just like that was cool. Like, I like talking to her about what I went through because it, it also gave me confidence. Like, dude, you like you overcame, you know, your 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 madness. Just, so. So when that happened, uh, yeah, people I started meeting people and um, people just started asking me certain questions. And like I said, there's certain things that they asked me that I couldn't answer. Sadly, you know, I want to fix everybody's problems, but that's just not the case. I'm not God. Um, so people just started asking me questions about being bitter, depression, anxiety, um, relationship questions. I've only been in one, so I, I don't know I don't know what to say too much about that either. But it was just things that 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 I that I experienced that other people were experiencing that I was just like, All right, I wanna help them. And it's it was just impossible not to bring up God. So I feel like that's when it really started, like after high school, that's when it really started. Um that's when I really started representing who I was and who I believed in. Um, other than that, like I represented who I was like, you know, I'm this cool girl. I'm, I'm chilling, stuff like that. But my beliefs and God in me, I wasn't really exposing that to the world because like I said, first it was hard. Um, I I come from a, a, a leadership family. Everybody's leaders. Everybody want, I don't know. I don't know. The only thing we need is somebody in the white house and then that will be good. But, um, so it was hard also like, you know, I was, um, I wasn't, I didn't really care for what I believed in when I was in middle school. I mean, elementary school, I'm in my own little world. Uh, middle school was tough. High school was okay, but college for sure. Um, when college came around, I for sure started standing on what I believed in and I've never looked back since. So your, your experiences differed right? They were different um, in how you became or how you you came to understand how to represent God in your own life or the experience specifically like a point in time where you felt, oh, like I'm representing God now. Um, My next question for both of you is, was there something specifically that you learned in church that helped you and to understand how to represent Jesus? Was there a teaching? Was there a preaching? Was there advice that you felt like this is, you know, my leader told me this and I thought it was a great, you know, advice for me to know how to represent God in the right way? For me, it was more of um, the general picture, like the big picture that, you know, that people preach about when they're talking about God or that or that youth leaders or leaders in general talk about when they say that, you know, God is calling you. And so what I took from that, you know, because because they can say, you know, God is calling you to be in his in his in his path or like to a, a stranger. We tell them, you know, God loves you. God is calling you. You know, he wants you to be saved. And to me, what I took from that whenever, you know, they would preach about it or whatever is God is calling me, like me, Leah. He's calling me personally, like me as a person. And so um, I feel like that's what I took most from church. Um, and that's what helped me, you know, um, learn to represent God, that it's something personal between you and him. And um, it's not like that, you know, 
he called your whole family or maybe he did but you know sometimes it, you're the you know you're the person in your whole family maybe that's the who is the only believer and that's because he calls you specifically and so i that's the message that um was in my mind and as i grew up i learned that that was the message that i really got from everything because i felt like um it was it's it's very personal because it is like um and it's so special and makes you realize how loving god is because he calls each and every one of us to do something specifically and our my path is not going to be the same as my sister's path and you know or or my journey because as we've explained like we have very completely different journeys and so that's that's like what i got yeah like that's how so for i got you it was it. more like, like a personal calling it was something to personal it, it wasn't something you know it wasn't like a specific message or or a specific teaching that they gave us at church it was more in general like the whole thing that god is calling calling us i agree that it's personal i don't i remember i'm sure people told told me something but i just can't remember from the top of my head but i but the gen the, just the general message of god is has always been personal and it is personal and sometimes we don't think it is but when we when we start growing up it's just like hey like your mom your dad your sisters the church is not going to save you like you're going to have to really sit down and talk to god about your situation yeah because i mean like personally you know how i mentioned like because i'm a quiet person i never like um would talk to people about how i felt or anything especially with church stuff because even if i could talk to my friends about things that i'm going through personally church was something you know that was kind of like i'm not gonna talk about it because not everybody knows about it and plus i think church is just controversial because everybody believes different some people believe in going to the church some people don't some people have had bad experiences people have got good experiences so it's just kind of hard talking to people about church yeah exactly especially like when when you're young it's it's hard to talk about it because you're trying to get your voice and then like we've mentioned like we don't we don't want to be you know or i personally didn't want to be you know that the the black sheep in between all my friends or in between you know my classroom or whatever because that's how i felt and so talking about church i felt like that would that would be you know something that they could pinpoint and um so when you guys say like it's a personal thing right like it's a in that that was like the main message you guys got from like all the preachings or all the teachings and everything was there someone specifically where you felt like oh that's how i want to present god or that's how i want to present jesus christ where you know they're they're just like really true or really real people that are like living him you know living who he is living the bible and it's just amazing how they're in jesus christ and they were presenting him and like yeah the only person that popped to my head right now was my mom um because even though i didn't talk to her about how what my journey was or what i was going through in church she was very outspoken about what she has gone through and she was very outspoken at when i was young about what i probably would be going through or even what she was going through at that moment and how what like how she felt and you know like situations within the family and you know things that we were all going through and i i saw how she remained strong and that's something that i always tell her that i admire her so much for that she remained strong and not only you know her as a person but her faith remained strong through everything like she didn't there was there was never or that i saw a lack of faith in her in god that um because she was going through something she's like oh no forget about god like you know he's not with me no like she would always she would always say or like her saying is always like you know was always you know god willing like primero dios in spanish and um she's the one person i can say that when i was younger i i did look up to her literally and you know spiritually and in every way i was like wow like i hope for someday for me to be like that and not you know 
not to ever leave God, even though I was going through hell, because there would be moments in my family that I remember that we were all going through hell and her specifically as a mother and all the stories that she tells us that even when I wasn't born yet, that she would be going through, like, I would, I would literally just be like, ah, you know what, forget it, (laughs) forget everything, but no, she was never like that, and so, yeah, she's the one person who I can say, like, I want to be like that in God, like, I want to be a strong woman like her in God. Um, honestly, not to, like, you know, shout out my own sisters, because they're on the air with us, but, um, yeah, I agree with Leia, my mom. That was the first person that came to my head when Rebecca said, like, who you look up to. In, in in that sense of, like, having faith and being a strong woman, I looked up to her. But, man, when that lady got on the pulpit, got got on the pulpit, gets on the pulpit, it's just, like, she she brings all the fire down. Well, God, through her, brings all the fire down. To, to answer my friend, yes, our churches are like one of those that spin. People just start spinning and like it was just crazy to me and obviously like I was a kid so I wasn't really I, I I wasn't you know I wasn't those kids that that was spinning I was those kids that was sitting there and just watching so just watching all of that coming and how God used her it was like crazy to me I was like how is this even possible like you know like we see moms like just working and cleaning and doing what moms do but she really was a whole different person when it came to God too like God used her as a mom, obviously because we're still alive. <laughs> and um, but like when God used her at the church or places where she went to preach, and I w- thankfully I was there to presence it because I feel like those stories will always stay with me, and I'm gonna tell my kids those stories. Um, it was just crazy. But aside from my mother, growing up or now, like I really look up to Rebecca, and like that's why I said like it's not because she's right here by me but she knows her stuff man like i be i be reading the bible and i'm trying to get better at it but like last said it's pretty hard um she really like is so passionate about god and i'm just like what's going on with me like i don't read the bible as much and who she is in god yeah and who she is in god so to me it's like it's like those type of women like 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 let's talk about let's talk about (laughs) (laughs) no like honestly guys like um rebecca like she's all giggly right now next to us but because really she has grown up to be her own person like you know in the world like you know she she got her bachelor she's getting her master's now i don't know why she's asking us about representing god in this world (laughs) because we should be asking her how she's doing this but you know when when she when she when god uses her it is like you know a whole nother rebecca like, like, people at her work would probably be like, whoa, that's Rebecca right there? What? That's the girl that uh, <laughs> signs these papers? <laughs> no, but yeah, like, last, like, see, we're, we're in agreement here. Because it's true, it's like, we're, we're, we're lucky and we're blessed enough to have Rebecca in our lives because it's just like, she's still young, like, I mean, she's older than me and Leah, but she's still in her, in her late 20s. And a lot of people in their late 20s are, I mean, I'm sure she's trying to figure this out and I'm sure she's going through the motions as everybody is in their 20s but it's just like her confidence in god and 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 what she really stands for like nothing be shaking her nothing be shaking her to me it's like nothing like <laughs> like i want to preach right now and say my sister's not be shaking hilarious well i appreciate those comments um i do not i actually do not like talking about myself um i think that will be another podcast if if I were to tell my testimony and things like that um but I wanted to ask both of you because um you guys are younger than I am so I think it's just important to understand that viewpoint or the vantage point from another person's perspective who is younger than you um and even though I'm still young like Rachel said like Raquel said I'm in my late 20s but it doesn't um mean I'm like going through the motions of going through like college like early college or undergraduate (laughs) undergraduate or even high school or adolescent time like that's my my time in that section uh, in that time in my life or that stage already passed so I so I like asking I like asking the younger generations how they see God or how they represent him because I think it's just really really important 
And my last question to both of you would be that what words of encouragement would you give the younger generation right now that's growing um, in churches, but also growing in God and how to represent him? Um, because just let's be completely honest. The world right now is moving like a hundred miles an hour. Like everything changes from yesterday being Saturday to today being Sunday. Like everything moves and moves and moves so quickly. Ideologies shift, theologies shift, um, uh, the way that people represent each other or represent the world shifts. Um, even sexual orientations begin to shift every single day. Um, you know, genders, um, laws, policies, everything is moving like a hundred miles an hour. So the youth is growing up in that world. So what would be your words um, to the youth right now and how to represent Jesus? I gotta say, it's really hard because like Rebecca is saying, like the world really is going a hundred miles per hour. And for the generations growing up who are in high school, who are in middle school or elementary school, even, um, it's, I, I can see it, how hard it can be on them to, um, stand still, like in the midst of it all to really, you know, stand firm in what they believe in because the enemy is really is literally like like it's not that the enemy is right around the corner anymore is that the enemy is right next to you he's right next to you like talking to you in your ear like telling you oh you're you're about to fail or you're about to trip like i'm about to make you trip right now it's it's so it is is everything like sin is literally like you don't even got to lift up your whole hand anymore. You just got to think about it. Like that's how the world is right now. And it's, it's so, it's sad, but at the same time as a believer who, as me personally, who does want to see these next generations, you know, and even myself grow to be a strong person in Christ it's frustrating that it's it's is that you know times are getting like this but they are in and you know the bible even said that they would get like this and so i think something i would tell the next generations and the generations to come is to believe that you are called because i think that's something very hard for youth to um be sure on like personally i know for me it was it was more it was very hard because like we all say we're we're all sinners and so we always question like we question God basically we tell him why why me as a as a daughter of of uh of leaders and deacons I always questioned him and I told him why me like why did you call me like I'm nobody to be called on and I think that's something that I want to tell the youth like you're special to God, even though your friend may ignore you, even though your teacher may ignore you, even though even your parents or your brothers and sisters ignore what you are saying or like, you know, ignore you when you're talking to them or whatever. God never ignores what what you say to him. He pays close attention, especially if you're speaking from the heart and you're asking him from the heart for something special. And so I want to tell you know, the next generations and the youth to acknowledge and to basically like say, yes, God called me and nobody's going to change that fact, not even the enemy. And so, you know, like that's that's something I I would want to say to them, like believe in the fact that God has called you to be his his child, that you are the chosen one, each of you individually. And when you when you grasp that in your mind hold on to it tightly because the world will do anything the enemy will do anything to take that away from you to take your faith away from you he will literally hit you in the deepest part in the in the in the moments that you feel the most happiest with god or in the moments that you feel like everything is fine he will he will get you there and he will make you believe that, oh, God is doing this to me. But in reality, it's not him. 
it's the enemy trying to take that happiness trying to take that joy trying to take your faith from you and so when you believe that god has chosen you grab onto it tightly and look don't let the world shake you from it i think one thing before raquel responds is uh now it's so easy for us to like sin because it starts in our mind and then our thoughts and then in a, and then our flesh or our bodies and i think you cannot forget who your enemy is okay if you were born in church or you were born um uh, or, or you you grew up knowing who god was um i think it's important for you never to forget who your enemy is because the bible says that the devil yes that's his name the devil is the prince of the world like he's a prince like principe de este mundo like in spanish so he's a prince because he governs everything that goes in the world god it, like he we are in his hands like the world in, is in his hands but we cannot forget that there's an enemy too i just wanted to put that out there yeah so i'm gonna keep it short but one thing i wish somebody would have told me was uh luke ten nineteen, and it says i have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy nothing will harm you and if you don't know what trample means because i didn't um it means uh crush so he's basically you he's ba- he basically gave us authority to crush the enemy and i feel like as youth we forget that because we feel so weak we're like we're not strong enough we're young and there's another verse in the bible that also says like don't let people look down on you because you're young like I've given you authority. The verse that says that is First Timothy four twelve, and it says, "Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in in purity." I remember hearing since I started being an adolescent. I remember hearing like, "You guys are the strength of the church. You guys are the strength of." The-. I'm just like, dude, no, we're not. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, we're like the fastest people that fall into temptation but now that i'm like you know getting in my 20s i'm just like we are pretty strong where we're we have authority young people are li- like when 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 older people say we're the future like they don't mean it as like you guys are better than us they mean it as you guys have the strength to change everything we couldn't to be something we couldn't and that's something I want to tell the youth like you guys have authority and and if God gives you authority that's not no like oh in the name of Jesus I rebuke the sin like no it's like I rebuke this temptation I rebuke this doubtness of that the world is trying to put on me because I want to believe in God but then the world is telling me that there are other gods and that you know all of these ideologies that the world has and going back to the first thing we said, this is personal. If you really don't understand this whole God situation, because I didn't. And you guys might be like, but she grew up in church. Yeah, but I didn't understand. Like, I was just like, all right, like, let me just pray. Let me just say something to God, this this man, Jesus, that everybody keeps talking about. But it, it became personal because... I had to have that conversation with him. I had to tell him, like, I don't feel strong enough. I don't feel like I'm going to be able to really believe in you and really give you my life because I'm so imperfect. Like, I think about sin every day. I want to sin every day. But I'm here to tell you guys, like, you guys have authority over the enemy. And he is strong. I mean, he's he was an angel. He was by God. And whoever runs with God, you're strong, period. But but God already overcame him. So we just have to fight the good fight and run this course that God has given us. And do not forget that even if you're young, you have authority over the biggest enemy that you will ever have. And that's who you're fighting with daily. You're fighting with him yearly. As you get older, the fight becomes different, but it just I feel like it becomes stronger. But I feel like if you really sit and stand on the fact that God gave you authority over the enemy, you'll be fine. 
And like I said, that's something I wish somebody would have told me because I would have felt stronger to be like, all right, screw the enemy. Like, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm fight this dude. Um, but yeah, so that's what I leave with you guys. That's Luke 10, 19 and first of Timothy four twelve. You guys have authority and don't let anybody look down on you because you're young. Um, To end the podcast, I just want to thank Leah and Raquel for being on tonight tonight uh, with me and um, I just want to leave it for all the listeners uh, representing God representing Jesus Christ Um, it's not going to be easy but God left his word to build up that confidence that Raquel and Leah were talking about to build up that strength and also to be aware of all your surroundings and making sure that you know how to fight the battle, but most importantly is how to represent him. So I just want to um, give you a huge hug from where I am to where you are in your home or in your car or wherever you're listening. Stay six feet away from each other. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Let's keep that safety right now. Um, Making sure everyone's healthy and safe. So we just want to we just want to leave this with you that representing God, representing Jesus Christ, it's personal. But, but you, you got, got this. this. All right. Period. <laughs> Until next time. Bye bye.